Patrol Go. Welcome back to Do Patrol Radio. Young Justice Radio. After diverting down the streams of digital service, we stumbled upon a tale of our misfit heroes told from one of their own. So strap on those good goggles and let's go! Welcome back to Doom Patrol Radio, the podcast that Mark and I like to release whenever we feel like it. Uh, my name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And my name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And today, Mark and I got together to talk about some very important things. Uh, those important things are really only important if you're listening to this podcast, which you are, so it's all important. Uh, Mark, we're talking about uh, a little bit stay, sticking with the whole Doom Patrol theme. Mm-hmm. Hence the title of the podcast. Um, luckily, luck, luckily, luckily, luckily enough, for, <laughs> luckily for us, uh, they show up. The Doom Patrol, that is, they show up uh, across a wide medium of you know content that we can talk about and actually waste listeners' times. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted to do this episode. Uh, I felt like it was a great way to um, talk about some of the other things that are on the DC Universe. We're in a hiatus, you know, Doom Patrol Season 1. It came, it went, and we were wondering if we were going to get a Season 2 at all. We are getting a Season 2, which is fantastic news. But until then, I figured we should be doing something for people who like to hear our input on things. uh, Hungry listeners. They yeah, got it. and also chomping down you know, on some food, and they're like, you know what? I do also want to chomp down on some DC Cinematic Minute shows. Yeah, or Doom Patrol radio. Doom shows. Patrol radio Either shows. One. Sorry, either one. You know what? It's either the same. One. We're we're all together. Yeah, we do a couple shows. We do two different shows, two different names, but it's it's just us talking about DC stuff, which I hope people enjoy, uh, and I enjoy it, which is another reason why I wanted to do that. Nate, you and I have not had a chance to talk about uh very much of anything uh in about two months we haven't talked uh in a while it's been it's been a thing and uh we're trying to get back on the ball so i figured we'd talk about some things that weren't exactly doom patrol the show um so i figured you know there's young justice outsiders we could talk about there's uh titan season two is is going on currently and swamp thing came and went as well uh which we might talk about in the future but today I figure the best way to start uh, Young Justice Outsiders uh, is the third season of Young Justice, and uh, it just finished, and within that season was an episode that heavily uh, brought in the Doom Patrol, so I figured that'd be a great way to to start this um, kind of, uh, what do you call those, uh, bonus episodes? Adventure. Intermission. Which one? I don't I said Adventure. <laughs> I was sure. thinking more on my aspect of it instead of uh, the consumer. Yeah. So season three of Young Justice uh, is on the DC Universe app. It is packed full of references to to almost anything within DC Comics. Uh, it it covers a lot of ground. Yeah. There's a lot uh, that goes on in that season, and it is it's uh it's jaw dropping, jaw dropping, yeah. uh, rather. Um, 
to to watch the entire season and realize like how much they put in and how much uh, references and source material went into it and even mm-hmm. stuff that's a part of the main continuity. It's like, whoa, this stuff hasn't been seen since the eighties. This is really cool. Yeah, yeah. There's a it's it, what's what's interesting about it is Young Justice did not start as a DC Universe show. Season three is like its exclusive. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the first exclusive one on on the DC Universe app, but it feels like it is the most um, s- like synonymous with like the name DC Universe. Like you're getting this DC Universe app. If there's a show to watch that has like the whole rainbow road of like the DC history, like things to expect in in the comic books being brought to life, Young Justice Outsiders like touches on so many things, and we could spend a whole episode. And like hours upon hours talking about all the little things that Young Justice Outsiders did, um, which was amazing. But I figured today we'll talk about uh, specifically episode 12, Nightmare Monkeys, which um, is an episode uh, dedicated to Beast Boy and his history with the Doom Patrol and some other cool things about some other Beast Boy uh appearances and other shows Mm -hmm. but yeah um upon everything else uh was there anything most memorable to you about young justice outsiders yeah well one thing what's most memorable uh is that you chose to go with rainbow road as the example (laughs) um for this one which uh, i'm assuming that's from mario uh didn't know if people were going to confuse it with the rainbow bridge from thor um but you know what, Mark? I think Emerald Road might have been better. Rainbow Road? Does Rainbow Road have everything? Is that like... It has every color. Yeah, it has every color. I guess it shows a lot of different characters and like the neon lights and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah I think it was a good one. And I guess in, in Halo, like there was a lot of colors there. They had Rainbow Roads in Halo? Oh, I meant the character Halo. You know, from the video game Halo. Oh, Halo in Young Justice. Okay, I got you. She got Spectrum abilities. Violet okay. or Halo? Violet, I guess Halo. A, yeah. I guess they're going to have to come back to that and be like, all right, what's her name? Is it Violet or is it Halo? Well, they, they, they did go to it. Violet is her yeah. persona, the mm-hmm. the mother box being that she is. Uh, and then Halo was the code name. Anyway, um, what was your question? <laughs> what was the most memorable thing about young justice outsiders to you um the most memorable thing uh i'm gonna tell you the thing that hit me the hardest which i felt like a bad fan Mm -hmm. for not realizing it right smack dab in the beginning um i didn't pay attention to the season title outsiders really i was just like thinking Mm -hmm. which i probably should have caught on with it i'm just an idiot um but i was thinking since like the last season season two featured heavily the runaways and stuff i was like okay that's really Mm -hmm. cool but i didn't put two and two together that young justice is a team-based show and it has moved so far past the original sidekick team that it started out as they got like black ops teams and all these other different teams stuff like that so the title of it young justice outsiders i didn't realize that it was like centered around like the Batman and the Outsiders team makeup specifically for mm-hmm. Batman's team until that episode where it was the beginning with Metamorpho and Katana in the jungle. <laughs> great episode, yeah. great opening. It's just all quiet. It's silent. It's the two characters doing stealthy stuff. It's really cool. And when I saw like Metamorpho and Katana just like working together, 
not even paying attention to the first episode where they all split off and went different ways, but like seeing them in, in the field, I was like, oh, oh, they're doing Outsiders. Okay. And I'm pretty sure I texted you at the same time I realized it. And it was so it was way too far into the into the series for me to have that realization. But yeah, that was probably the biggest takeaway. It was just um, it wasn't just the original team and like the Black Ops team that they did. It's yeah. so many different team based things all happening, all doing things separately uh, to merge into one thing. And it's uh, it was really good. It was very planned yeah. out. I like that it was it. You can tell it was a batman-esque planning from it all yeah what what's so surprising about the young justice show is the way it has reached this point that so many other um like different comic book based mediums tried to get to like this the universe that young justice has where you have three different green lanterns helping superman in space Mm -hmm. attack battle planet Mm -hmm. that big barda or yeah big barda is in control of and then at the same time you have dark side with this allegiance with or alliance with vandal savage and he back on earth like vandal savage is like leading this human trafficking circle with lex luther and lex luther is a politician and then you have batman metamorpho katana fighting like black manta Mm -hmm. and monster mala from doom patrol and it's it's like who else is at that point where they can play around with those those toys of the dc universe and just be like hey in this episode uh we're gonna go visit uh katana or i'm i'm sorry like zatanna is gonna go talk to her dad who's now dr fate and it's like oh what the like there's so many things that they get to play around with and they're only in their third season of a of a of a cartoon show mm-hmm. i guess some can like whittle it down to that but it's like it may be like a cartoon show but i don't i i think it the 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 age of the characters is also the age of the demographic that they're pointed the show oh, to. Yeah. like it's not really for children it's not really for adults past 30 it's like when did you they're getting to that look point. it up real quick um i'm gonna vamp but look at look up when young justice started to see what year it was and just do it easy make it in relation like to 2011 us. 2010 um yeah so, so like we were 20 you know 17 but robin at the time they were i think 13 when they first started mm-hmm. um but yeah, like, like now they're... the original team they're in like their late 20s early 30s if that um some of them are getting yeah. there yeah so like they're yeah in our range but um almost like a toy story 3 scenario almost that's that was a little <laughs> too good of planning but i want to go back to what you were saying that um i mean like fans who one listen to this show who is, are now hearing my voice you obviously have followed us along this way um if you haven't seen young justice if you haven't seen season three or if you haven't seen any of young justice i would definitely say get on it um, the first two seasons, they did air on Cartoon Network, so it is like a Cartoon Network serial type show. Um, it still is a little younger. Uh, the drama in it, younger justice, yeah, is younger what they justice, used to call it. Is the pre prename. Um, I don't think the um, the drama that the characters go through and like the growth that they have in the third season come 
anywhere close to what happens in this new season. Um, mm-hmm. That that last episode is good. It's a it's a tearjerker, and it does with the events of that what happened in there does carry on into this season, and it makes it even more of a tearjerker. At least for me, I have a soft spot for Wally and Artemis. Um, <laughs> but like <laughs> what you said, that it's at the base, it's a cartoon. This is where DC is shining. I mean, I love the movies and I love the DCEU and what they're doing with it. You know, it's my comic books. It's on a big screen. It's cool. But I've grown up with the DC cartoons. I didn't really grow up with the Marvel cartoons. Yeah, Spider-Man and his friends were on and everything like that. Uh, Mightiest Heroes and stuff like that. Yeah, but it wasn't, you know, Super Friends. It wasn't Teen Titans. It wasn't all these other shows that was constantly showcasing lesser known comic book things in the DC universe, as well as characters that I did know and I could relate to at the time. It's Mm -hmm. doing the same exact thing. Now there's 20 some, some episodes in this season and it feels like there is so much packed into this third season. It's a fan's, I told you, it's a part of my French, it's a fan's wet dream if you like DC Comics. This third season really expands on things that's like, oh, wow, I didn't know you could do that. Oh, wow, this relationship with Geoforce is something really cool and new. That uh, Halo is a new character. This is awesome. Mm -hmm. These types of things that they're working into this cartoon, essentially, is just surpassing the studios and their movies on a level where it's like almost uncomprehensible it's just it's it's weird to me that the cartoons are so good and nobody's really talking about it yeah yeah i i I don't see many shows or movies or anything that is comic book based and having like a shared universe concept getting to the point where young justice is because they're they're already there um and Mm -hmm. they didn't they didn't have to do the setups they didn't have to do like uh hey we're gonna you know introduce this character and then and then like build upon that and they right. were just like dark side's here and vandal savage has an alliance with him and it's gonna get really hectic and it just goes for it and um and they do a really great job with that um the only thing i think comes close to it was another dc show justice league unlimited um mm-hmm. but even then it would just had a lot of those characters and it wasn't like if only we had gotten a little bit more out of that, we could have gotten to yeah. where we are now with Young Justice. Um, Earth's Mightiest I will, Hero. Can I, I, think can I say Marvel. something real quick? Yeah. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. We're talking over the internet, so it's bound to have some overlap. Sorry, guys. Real quick, on the Justice League thing, when, when you said Unlimited, I want to say it looked like they started to have the hardcore character development in that series. Mm-hmm particularly about Green Arrow. Obviously, he was the main character. who That's who you followed. But one, the voice acting and the acting in general was just incredible with how he was portraying his emotions throughout that series. And it seemed like that's where they started to get their footing on like the emotional level of these DC characters. Yeah. Um, DC has always been emotions. And um, I was listening to a podcast, and it was someone who was an animator for one of the old cartoon network uh dc shorts and stuff like that and she said there's a formula with dc comics versus marvel comics and it's something that i never paid attention to uh, but it just once i heard it it was like oh that's obviously what i've been seeing my entire life is that dc comics panel by panel in physical form on the page it's 
a description of what you're seeing in the panels. A lot of times it's the character's inner monologue or it's someone just describing the action or just the tone of what's happening. Marvel, it's mostly just panels. It's reactions. It's the artist trying to take the script and draw that reaction. Whereas DC, they can take the script and put it as a speech bubble and it like describes exactly what you're seeing. So that way the artist can pull and create uh, from that scene instead of trying to just solely base it off of, you know, just one panel or like a couple characters expressions or mm-hmm. something like that. So it seems like DC yeah. has always been, has, has a good footing of how they can um, write the dramaticness out of a character or whatever I'm trying to say. Um, and it seems like that's definitely been carried over into the cartoons. These yeah. Young Justice things are just as much of a drama as Teen Titans was in 2000, if not more. Yeah, I, I think um, something that, you know, you could have all these, uh, you know, Kang the Conqueror showed up and, and wow, Ultron was had to be created to stop him. And it's like, or, you know. In DC terms, it's like Darkseid showed up and he had an allegiance with Vandal Savage and they met human trafficking. It's like, that's cool and all. Like, we can just drop names and do these wow moments of, oh, wow, they killed Ocean Master. But mm-hmm. the thing that Young Justice does on top of that, or, or really the, the glue of it all, is the drama that they're able to write so well, which is, um, we have another Victor Stone cyborg meltdown where he's created and he struggles mm-hmm. with it. Um, a new origin for cyborg, yes. which is something that's 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 incredible. We should probably put a pin in that because we could probably talk so much about uh, a, a third or fourth origin for cyborg. Yeah, there's so many cyborgs now. We have Ray Fisher, mm-hmm. Jovian Wade. We have this one now, and um, these characters they deal with. Uh, like transgender issues. Uh, when you think about Lex Luthor, we're dealing with like political issues with Secretary of State being, you know, like uh, corrupted in the in the political system. Uh, I guess human trafficking with the metahumans. Like, there's so many actual drama pieces. Like, even the way Young Justice starts, where the Justice League themselves are having an internal crisis, where mm-hmm. they almost have no confidence in themselves because they've been put through such a, a bind from the U S government or the UN really Um, under a microscope. Really? Yeah. And so Batman is just like, you know what? I'm out of here. And it's like, Whoa. And, and like so many other, everybody else is in space. Yeah. Even wonder woman leaves. It's like, or she doesn't leave. Right. She does. I think she stays or something. Um, Um, She ends up becoming part of the Batman incorporated thing. Yeah. Very strange. Um, but yeah, th- there's such a weird uh, balance that they find with introducing things that are cool, like references to DC Comics and all the stuff you never thought about being brought together. And then on top of that, it's like having these um, these drama moments, like Zatanna helping Artemis see Wally West again, and, but it's really mm-hmm. McGann, and it's like, I don't know. There's just so many. It, it's so well written each episode, yeah. and you can tell there's a lot of heart putting into the characters. Not so much like that they're comic book characters and get to play with these comic book characters, but more like these writers really yeah. own these characters and they're like, we're going to write them in ways that we feel like is 
yeah fantastic for for growth um and that's really even, what oh yeah go for it i was gonna say even the performances um you can tell that's why i asked like when did the first season come up because you can look at first season back in 2008 9 whatever it was and like listen to jesse mccartney and like listen to his robin and then go into this third season and be like dude this is a dick grayson that's 30 years old and that's been going through the rigmarole and that is almost batman like he is just at a breaking point and you can tell the the growth in him i mean right off the bat artemis taking care of um her sister's kid like her niece and everything and her relationship with will one of the roy uh, mm -hmm. clones yeah like they're is you can tell that Artemis is troubled, obviously, because of the things that she went through with Wally, but and the team, and you know, Tigress, and all these things, and her family issues and stuff. And you can definitely see that these performers took the script or whatever they were given, source material and stuff, and actually like figured it out. Uh, they sound older. They, I mean, obviously, it has it's in the writing as well, but everything just feels like it's like it's grown yeah within three seasons like yeah well actually i get since this is the third season it's like within two seasons you're at a point where you feel so invested with the original team and then they're help they're able to help introduce the this new team and then like they drop this whole marco markovia like subplot on you it's it's man it's incredible I got to tell you the politicalness the aspect from this show uh that's some those are some things that i'm like starting to really love as i'm getting older just people just talking about stupid pointless politics in a superhero or space show mm -hmm. and it's like yeah give me all your problems i want to listen i want to hear what you guys are going through i need to hear what is keeping you up at night why you're so distressed and all this stuff i gotta i gotta be on the same page as you guys so all the political jargon that they were shouting through markovia and the human metahuman trafficking and everything like that i was soaking it up man yeah absolutely yeah we could that's another thing we could talk all day about the just the political like what if we just did a dc podcast that was like a an in-universe political podcast about the political climate of dc shows or something mm -hmm. like that would be incredible but um to to bring us into some structure for this episode. I figured we'd talk about like one episode in particular uh, called Nightmare Monkeys. This is the mid-season finale, mid-season of Young Justice. They went on hiatus and then brought it back uh, for True Heroes when they when they came back uh, at some point later. Uh, oh no, it's the second to last one. Um, mm -hmm. But then they came back uh, six months later for the rest of the this, this season. And Nightmare Monkeys is really going to be about Garfield Logan, Beast Boy, um, and he is in within this show, season three, he let's see, his mother passed away in season one, uh, Mary Logan. And then at that point, Rita Farr was like a friend to Mary. And since Beast Boy was an orphan, Rita took him in and uh, that's how he got ro roped into the Doom Patrol. Um, but now he's back. Uh, here in season three, this is current time, and he is, I guess, like a Star Trek actor. He's like, yeah, he's an actor for uh, Granny Goodness, who's in this show, <laughs> uh, and boy, is she in this show. Mm -hmm. uh, she's in here, and she leads uh, on Earth. She's under a guise, and she's um, leading this TV network, 
Um, and so Beast Boy is an actor like on like their hit show, um, which I don't know the name of the show, but it's basically just Star Trek. Yeah. Uh, which is pretty cool. Um, that was another point I was going to make. Like if season one of Young Justice was like the next generation of Teen Titans, then this season three is like Deep Space Nine, where it just it gets completely like um just exponentially like grown of like the conversations that they have and and the writing and and everything that they put in the show but yeah he's he's this actor on the show and granny goodness introduces this device called good vr goggles um everyone's using them now they can do so many things like just access the internet and it's just like a new peripheral that people use much like their cell phones um and Wally or Garfield tries these good VR goggles out and it ends up being um, pretty much a trap where they, if you're a metahuman, the good VR goggles detect the metahuman gene in you. And then I think they put you in a coma or something. It like puts you unconscious and then they come and they collect you like human trafficking wise. It's like this trap that granny goodness has all around the world getting tricking people into putting on these good VR goggles and then um, kidnapping these metahuman teenagers. Um, but Beast Man, they Boy... must've just been signing those licensing agreements. Like it was no tomorrow. <laughs> right. Just like, yeah. Um, but yeah, this, uh, he, he, the whole episode is him trying to break out of it. And in doing so, he has like this fever dream, which is incredible. Um, Another character that shows up in here before we start getting into all the good details of his quote unquote fever dream is uh, Queen Perdita. Do you remember her from season yes, one? I do remember her from season one, but very little bit. Um, yeah. And I. Th- sh- um, no, I guess I'm confusing with the beginning of this season. I was like, wasn't there like a nightclub scene and everything? But no, she was. um. Wasn't she supposed to be queen of like Bialia or something? She was princess of Vlatva at the time Vlatva. in season one. And that was the episode where Batman tasked Kid Flash, Wally West. It was like, Wally West, you got to take this heart to Vlatva. Oh, yeah. And okay, give it that's to this little one. girl. Okay. Yeah. And so, and then like, um, what's his name? Count Vertigo was there. Count Vertigo. I always get his name mixed up. But um, what, Count Vertigo, Chocula? like, yeah, that's what I'm thinking about. It sounds perfect right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, they Count Vertigo tricks him and and all that stuff. of season one, it was probably one of the more memorable episodes of season one. Um, but you know why that episode is memorable for me? Because Wally uh, West almost looks like he fails. His speed, it doesn't. Where? Why didn't he? It's ah, Wally West speed in. Young Justice confused me because then you have people like Bart in this season and Bart has speed. There's some episodes where like they're in covert things and he's just like, yeah, no, I already checked the entire place. It's done. Yeah. And you were gone in a flash. It's like, yeah, no, that is speeds in a in a flash and a kid (laughs) flash, if you will. It's like that is speedster, in my opinion. That's that's what the speed force does. Wally just like was just a faster runner. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean. It, he was just like all-star track guy or something like that. And that, that, that annoyed me a little bit. Yeah. 
I have become quite a fan of of Bart. Like, oh, he's one uh, of the best in this yeah. season. Yeah. Well, even back when I when he was in season two, I think it was just like I've I've grown to really like that kid from the future. Yeah, and his his ability to he doesn't really use his powers that well or no, that he's much. Just a kid, and he's just like <laughs> it's so natural to him to be like. I mean, if I wanted to, I yeah. could just do it right now and just yeah. and it's that that I love um Wally West has to really try to use his power um but yeah he he so he, he saved uh who is now Queen Perdita of Valatfa and she's actually dating Garfield they work together on this show I believe um they met at Wally's funeral which is like it's a weird thing but um yeah so um Garfield has this moment where he goes uh into the VR goggles and he's he's struggling with this and um one of the things that here let me give you the the base cliff notes of of his life so after mary's death garfield was taken in by his godmother rita far uh and i guess she was she was also an actor on hello megan and uh, she was a member of the doom patrol and then at some point after this rita and the rest of the doom patrol died on an unspecified mission uh and the only survivor of the Doom Patrol, besides Garfield, uh, was Steve Dayton, who was Mento. Can I tell you something? Yeah. I very much enjoy that uh, their death is, you don't know. Because it's the Doom Patrol. I mean, mm-hmm. seriously. If the Doom Patrol were to die, every single one of their missions is like, uh, I, don't, I don't know. They just don't exist anymore. They're just gone. Like, their demise had to come from something, something crazy. So I like that it's just like, yeah, no, they're they're just they were there, the, they lived out their title. Uh, now they're not here. So, yeah, it's it's something I would I would like to see. Um, maybe it's like a deleted scene or something. Yeah, but like, yeah. would it would anything that you see do justice in what your mind could create <laughs> up with the a lot demise of, of Doom Patrol? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, no, but it, it does bring a smile to my face. Uh, again, like with the DC references that they're able to do in the show to see things like that, I guess they did Doom Patrol. So there's no point, uh, they already did it. Um, but when you see moments like Black Manta with Monsieur Mala as a team up against Katana and Metamorpho, it's pretty cool. Uh, so seeing those more Doom Patrol related references pop up, I, I do enjoy that. So keep, keep making them happen. I don't know what happened to, uh, the brain. Um, um, I don't know where I, the, he was in season one, but I, 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 just, I don't think I remember seeing him in season three. Um, we talked about it, but I guess the last time we saw it, no, that was in Teen Titans. He just did the light switch and got away. He did in Young Justice season one too. <laughs> and, um, we see Monsieur Mala, but we don't see the brain anywhere. Um, so, uh, he has this he has like this weird dream, right? Or he's like fighting with um, his, like, I guess his trauma. He sees his, his mother's death again, Doom Patrol and Wally West. And he has basically like a, a Virgil who like guides him through this. And it's his pet monkey from season one. But what the really trippy part is that his pet monkey is like, I guess he's like, I'm a monkey god, and I've chosen you to be my avatar, something like that. And it's like, yeah. 
It is like some wild stuff. Is I, it like some like Journey to the West kind of thing? Uh, it could be. I don't know. You'd, I mean, you'd probably have to explain that one more. But uh, um, Journey to the West was really just about the monkey god, the kid becoming the monkey god. Hmm. That's a good one. Maybe. Um, um, who's the voice of the monkey? Was it was it someone that we knew? It wasn't Wally, right? It was. It was. Um, I can't. I don't have the actor's name in front of me, but it was Beast Boy from from the oh, Teen Titans animated okay. series. That's cool. Is this yeah. the, this is the same episode where they do the? He does have the vision where they are in the Teen Titans Go. This is we're talking about yes. the same episode. Okay. And it was Doom okay. Patrol Go. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't want to skip ahead, but I no. was just trying to get my bearings. Ball bearings, that is. Um, no, no, you're fine. Um, but like, there's so many, like, yeah, there's, I mean, there's so many cool things. So if you remember, just call them out because, like, they, the, the Doom Patrol Go thing to me was like, uh, I, I, on first of all, like, the, the fact that they brought in the Teen Titan voice actors, yeah, uh, Cyborg and Beast Boy to reprise their role. And at some point, the Garfield Logan in this show, has that voice and it's like it gets lost in translation where is it not the ne- same actor i think is it not no. the same beast boy actor he just like makes his voice sound older he's short it's not the same actor it is not and i think in fact the voice of cyborg and teen titans does black lightning yeah he does black in lightning show. in this show but um... but then in the same episode because cyborg has already been created at this point yeah um his um, his football teammates. There's two dudes in the locker room. Yeah, one of them, and cyborg. they, and one is cyborg and one is Beast Boy mm-hmm. from Teen Titans. So they were doing multiple rows roles in this episode. Um, so the the whole Teen Titans cast is in here, and then I think, are they not? Um, it's so weird. Like, I'm trying to think how it happens. But I'm pretty sure they end up playing different characters in this whole Doom Patrol Go like spin-off that they do. And it's just great. Like, first of all, Teen Titans Go is is fantastic, but the fact that they're doing like a Doom Patrol Go version is great. Cause we we've talked about that as well. It's like that that episode of Teen Titans where they team up with Doom Patrol. Mm-hmm. And there's so many cool things that are happening in this episode. But yeah, his voice um and even his look. Like they kind of go back to the way he looked in season one or two ish, and um, he has like longer hair on the sides, and he has like the voice of his Teen Titans voice actor, and um, and then it gets uh, it gets very dark very quickly, um, because on top of him having like this trippy hallucination that's also kind of like a joy to watch for the Doom Patrol content, um they explain in like the most uh how do you explain it where they're 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 saying hey this team died like yo they they went to go die um but they do in such a happy way um i don't know how do you how do you describe that but it's like what is their their decision to shed light on his past in the most circusy way yeah it's it's incredible like i don't know how they were able to direct that and put that on but in the doom in like a in a doom patrol sense that's pretty 
magnificent they were able to mm-hmm. to to produce that. Did you ever see the movie Wally? The Pixar movie? Yeah. Yeah. So they do it in that movie as well. They show like the um the computer that's like the ship is like telling the story of humanity kind of mm-hmm. and it's like showing their like progression and then it goes from like them trashing the planet getting on the making the ship getting on the ship and then sitting in like the chairs and then that's what becomes their reality and it's kind of the similar tone it's like it's a very depressing thing that you're watching but it's told in like a happy voice it's like wait what's going on here they do it a lot in like uh, we see it in like halo and like destiny and stuff like that uh especially halo odst where like the ai is like chipper and happy but it's like describing destruction and stuff that's really cool Mm -hmm. i don't know what that's called yeah i don't know what that's called either because i think about it all the time and uh um what's his name i think Um, i know what you're talking about like fail safe robot that where yeah uh fail safe the robot from um uh hitchhiker's guide thomas lennon's character um not the robot the ship from hitchhiker's guide uh it's like this ai that is programmed to be happy even though it has to tell you like we're all gonna die i do love it though i i I love that 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 personality that that weird way that they're able to make something so sad yet done in such a like smile through your teeth type of way and who was it's incredible who was doing it at this moment it was the voice of starfire playing rita right i think rita is played by the starfire voice yeah and negative man might be negative woman yes negative woman is and it's uh, raven Raven, um which which obviously is the best combination i'm buying it even though if you're trying to like base it off like their character model and it's like okay but also you can have negative woman rebus you know there was non-binary or anything like that in that one so that i think it also fits right yeah, but I think we talked about this when we did our Doom Patrol Teen Titans episode or whatever, where it was like, those are the the group dynamics. You have the, the negative man and Raven, which the negative woman of yeah. Teen Titans. And then, you know, Rita Farr, Starfire, Cyborg is the big hench dude. So is uh, Robot Man, and they're both robots. And then you have the leader, Robin, now Calder, and Mento. Robin. Oh, I so, was thinking Mento. Oh, is I can't remember if Mento plays is played by Robin. Well, in or... um, I don't know. No, well, the Mento in this was his like manager or something like that, which was weird. Um, but uh, in the Teen Titans drama back in the two thousands, Teen Titans animated, um, the Mento character in that was like a direct relation to Robin, the one that wouldn't give up, that was kept going and having to do the mission and all that stuff. Yeah, because. It... In the Teen Titans show, there was no Niles Calder. It was just Mento leading the team. Yeah. Um, which I think this is like a strike three on Mento. You've had three shows now that double down on Mento being not the best Doom Patrol member. Um, yeah, I don't think he is. I mean, he's he's just like a... He's if Professor X wasn't raised with a silver spoon in his mouth. Yeah, it's it's a pretty interesting take. I mean, I, I, I less I, privileged Professor X. Yeah, 
Yeah, I'll take that. Okay. Which, uh, mm, but then you have Niles Calder, who's supposed to be like the Professor X. So, gets, yeah, but he doesn't have mind power. It's like they split the two people. Yeah, they took. You know, we'll just have the nice guy in the wheelchair, or not so nice guy in the wheelchair, and then we'll have the not so nice guy with the telekinesis, and mm-hmm. we'll just make them two different characters. And X Men was like, just make them the same character, just mm-hmm. one character. Um, and hey, maybe that's why people like X Men more. Who knows? Because <laughs> it's one less character to, have to worry. It's one about. less character to worry about. It's like you you just have Magneto and Professor X. There's no Mento guy in the middle. You know, you don't have to worry Jean about Grey. that. Jean Grey. Isn't that Re- uh, Ray Jones? Rhea Jones? Isn't that her equivalent? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, she would be more like a phoenix, wouldn't she? Mm-hmm. At least I would think so, especially the Grant Morrison version. It's just a yeah. little more, like, free to do whatever she wants. Although she's a more psychedelic version of Phoenix. Um, real big fan of Sergeant Peppers. <laughs> yeah, listen to I am the Walrus one too many times. Uh, but <laughs> I, uh, hate I hate that. <laughs> I hate it so much. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, but yeah, the the Doom Patrol Go it, it features the entire cast of Teen Titans slash Teen Titans Go, and they they take on these characters of the Doom Patrol. I think it's fantastic. If I, I could have more shorts of Doom Patrol Go. Like in this format where it's untethered to any sort of canon or reality of of the other shows. And they're just kind of like, you know, we've done what we did with Teen Titans Go. We could do the same thing with uh, Doom Patrol Go. I'd be okay with it. I would find that a blast. Um, would you watch? You, you, would, you would put money for a Doom Patrol Go, like a full version of it? Um, I think I could put money into a... I could do a Doom Patrol go like maybe like a direct to DVD little movie, kind of like the Teen Titans Go movie, and just I mean they're in the universe, right? Just put them, just have yeah, them do their own shenanigan for like an they hour. Don't, but that's the thing; they don't do shenanigans. They're not teens. They're not teenagers with superpowers living in a house on their own. No, but just put them through some wacky psychedelic thing, right? I feel like if it, it that'd be like the the safer route if you wanted to no we can't even I can't even say that. I was going to say that'd be the safer route if you wanted to visualize things that happened in Grant Morrison, but no. Okay. Uh, the live action did that. So we got this entire conversation is moot. <laughs> well, we'll just have to bring our producer voices in and then they go, "You see here the Doom Patrol, the stocks are rising. People love the Doom Patrol. They want to the see kids more. kids buying the Doom Patrol they beanie baby." <laughs> they want buying the more. Hot Wheels. They got it all. The Robot Man's uh, Juicer. It's it's the big hot item in the Bed Bath and Beyonds. The hot topic right now. The things kids are just eating up at is mental illness. Boy, do kids love mental illness. The straight jackets Jane. are flying <laughs> off the shelves. Crazy Jane is the new hot topic. Like like it would just put her on everything. Uh, and so just they would. They would be thinking of other mediums for Doom Patrol and like other inclusions of them. Um, maybe just have have them make more appearances in in Doom or Teen Titans Go for all that. But A Doom um, Patrol branded train set, but it's the underground trolley cars. Nate, that's great. That's Lionel, get at me. That's amazing. 
it's like a one of those little German miniature tra- model train things, but it's it's an entire German. Lionel is an American company. I I don't know these things. I just see I the do. German model train thing at Epcot, <laughs> and I go, "Oh, that's German." <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, the, I figured like what if someone could do that. Someone could make a whole art installation that's a model train of the underground. It's like in a figure eight shape, and it goes through all these different psychedelic little tiny little miniature model scale and you just got rem blasting in the basement 24 hours a day constant repeat modest mouse on repeat uh flaming lip songs on repeat it's not on repeat it's now a playlist um (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah so he he's basically uh coming to terms uh with like his his I guess his ghosts um, in this episode. Um, it's re- it's real like a Christmas story. Is that the one Christmas story? No, what's the? No, you said Journey to the West. Journey, yeah, but <laughs> what's the one with the Christmas and? Uh, uh, G- G- uh, oh, what's his name? Um, Jim Kelly? No, what the hell is the, that? Jimmy, Jimmy, Stewart. Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy Stewart movie. Mary, Mary. <laughs> That's it. We just got it. That's that's the Jimmy Stewart movie. You yeah. guys can turn the podcast off. That one Jimmy Stewart Christmas movie. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he was in like two Christmas Carol. Whatever the hell the movie the the, the story is mm-hmm. called. Oh, Christmas Carol. Okay, I thought yeah. you were talking about um the other one. I can't remember the name. And someone's gonna yell at me for not Miracle knowing Miracle on Thirty Fourth Thirty Fourth Street. Whatever. Yeah. It is. Someone's gonna be like, "Oh, you don't know the name of that movie? No, I don't watch Christmas. <laughs> Do movies. I know the name of that? They play it every Thanksgiving. That's my mother's favorite movie. And you don't know it. Uh, miracle on whatever the number street is. Um, I've watched it one time all the way through, and then it comes on after the parade on Thanksgiving, and I say, no thanks. My parents just watch Christmas Vacation and call it a, a year. Oh, are you kidding? They just watch that. Sorry. I don't like, I, I'm not a, I'm not the biggest National Lampoon fan. I thought you were going to say you're not a big Chevy Chase fan. That too. That's, that's, that's fine. Um, but... So, and throughout this this joyride of seeing Toon Patrol in the Young Justice universe, we have this uh, another heart to heart moment with, I guess, what is considered his sister is, is Megan, because she did the blood transfusion to help save his life, which is why he's green, uh, even though she's a white Martian, which they retcon. But I I prefer this white Martian version of of uh, Miss Martian. I think it was a very good uh, progressive move. I think it yeah, yeah it was great for her character. Um, it made it more they had real. This heart to, yeah, more real, more true to life of like a character going through that. Like you are an alien. Um, mm-hmm. And unlike Superboy, which they had that moment later on in the season, it's like she's accepted her alien quality. Uh, and she's she embraces her, her alien uh, ethnicity. So it, it was really cool to see that. Um, but it's she's the last person that he sees and is the closest thing he has to family left now uh, since everyone is gone uh, and also fuck Mento. So that doesn't count. So he's, he's ready to get back and he, he, he wins this fight that granny goodness has put on him of these VR goggles, um, which I'm not sure if the VR goggles were powered by overlord in any way. Um, I don't know if they touched on that, but overlord was a, a big factor in this season. Um, and when she 
has Overlord put people in the pit. I don't know if that's the same as the VR goggles um, doing the same thing. Mm, well, I'm. It probably is the same technology, but the pit and like the coma that the VR goggles put you in, I think that's two completely separate things. Mm-hmm. Um, so he 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 he. Uh, you know, as all heroes do, he overcomes this uh, this thing and he gets out of it. Um, I also really like this shirt he's wearing. He's wearing like this white Batman tank shirt. Yeah. And again, that's one of the, one of my favorite things about comic books uh, in any media is is seeing people in casual clothing, but still rocking like the the logos and stuff. Uh-huh. I have this uh, one of my favorite panels is Tim Drake wearing a Green Lantern shirt. Stuff like that to me is always so cool. Um, but yeah, um, uh, it was really cool seeing this Doom Patrol stuff in here. Um, Nate, do you have any, uh, any notes you want to follow up with? Um, just the, the season as a whole is, it's a roller coaster. There's so much that they give you and I binged it within like two or three days and watched, like I, I started watching it when the last episode came out. So I just went all through and it, I was surprised how long it took me. Um, I was surprised at how many episodes are there. Uh, it's a great number. Uh, I think the season wraps up in a great way. Um, excited to see more stuff. Uh, it's always fun to see Doom Patrol. The Go aspect of it was a really cool, really cool thing. I, I, I just wish I could like hear the conversations that they have on these pitches uh, for like wacky things like that. Anything involving Doom Patrol in a pitch has to be just batshit crazy. And I just want to know what they are. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying. It's, it's, it's definitely got to be a light up moment when someone is saying they would like to introduce Doom Patrol in this way and then making it work because Doom Patrol is hard to to introduce. It's not like um, you go to Metropolis and Superman is able to just come down from the sky and just be like, hey, what's up, champ? And it's it's easier to do that than to be like Doom Patrol. Their adventures are so wild in any sense, whether you're talking about the the, the Arnold Drake or the Grant Morrison or even the new stuff. What they're doing is on a different plane of existence, but they're still there and you have to really fight to get them in there. With this, they were like, we'll do these VR goggles and they put them in a coma and he can have this, you know, psychedelic trip dream thing. Um, and, it, and it works out that way. And so for them to be like, this would be a great time to bring in Doom Patrol. And then on top of that, they're like, well, how about we have them voiced in like this whole Doom Patrol Go scenario? And like they really make this wacky adventure of an episode for you to go through. It's it's great that we that this is the final product and it's magnificent execution, I would say. Yeah. I agree. Uh, I love I loved every second of it. Um, so I guess now that uh, season three is over, Young Justice, um, we have some other, I, I guess, um, I guess the question is now with Titan season two up here, like it's it's doing its thing right now. Uh, Jovian Wade is with Doom Patrol. And we do have Beast Boy. We did have a, a crossover episode in season one of Titans, but I'm wondering if they'll do that again. And then I'm wondering if we can see Jovian Wade cyborg uh, interact with Titans. Cause I think that I, I think 
the fact that they exist is already enough of an excuse to be like, hey, man, they were all in Detroit at one point. Just somehow, let's just see that. Let's yeah. just see how that goes. Um, it's been it's been pretty good. I think um, I told need you to... a supercomputer at some point. Maybe Batman locks uh, old Dickie out of uh, of his things. It's like, hey, man, yeah, I got to get on a computer. I need some Wi-Fi, buddy. Yeah, and Vic. he's actually in season two. Um, he's in season two. It's actually kind of interesting to see um, the man who played Sir Jorah and Devram K uh, play uh, Bruce Wayne. I, every time I watch his performance, I, I really, I really zone in on him and be like, okay, okay. So, what does he look like with a cowl on? I so, forget that he's Devram K. Yeah, just because so, K doesn't shut up, Jesus! <laughs> All I'm even trying to do is turn in my bounties, bro. I just got to get the law sector underneath you. You don't need to talk to me every time. So, um, but yeah, Batman's in season two. Um, it it is quite the change. Um, there when you start season one or season two of Titans. Um, you watch I, the you watch the first episode. I watched the first three episodes. Right now, three, oh, three? three three episodes of Titans are out. Yeah, it's been three weeks, Nate. Oh my. I do. We're dating I thought the podcast it was, again, but who cares? I thought it was last week. To be completely, <laughs> I thought there was one episode. I was like, "Oh, cool." No, I thought that um, was last week. No, there's three episodes out, and episode one of season two is. It has to go through like the season one part real quick, and so it does. It's like real quick. It's like, hey, we need to end whatever we were doing in season one right now. And so it does, and it's a little bit of a, ooh, this is a rough landing, like Revenge of the Sith style. And then it's like, then it becomes a great show. It's like, as soon as the Trigon thing ends, great show. Okay. Next two and a half episodes. So definitely check it out. Um, And we'll be here uh, patiently waiting for Doom Patrol Season 2 to come back up. But if you enjoyed everything you've heard, uh, you can talk to us on all social media at Radio Doom Patrol or the Facebook group, the DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society. We could talk to us about um, Doom Patrol related content this episode. You can talk to us about our other podcast, DC Cinematic Minute, where we're soon to be talking about Wonder Woman by each individual minute, uh, the 2017 film. And um, Nate, you got any other places you want to? Oh, we also. Um... What else? We we might do like a Swamp Thing episode, right? Yeah, so, yeah. If you want, yeah. If people if, want, if I want, if I start, if I if, watch if the show, I've been watching it. I will save my uh, review for for the episode, but I do have mm-hmm. some input about it. Um, but yeah, definitely check out Swamp Thing uh, at least the the first episode, and then get to me about that. Um, but yeah, I definitely gonna have to do a season two episode review of titans when it's over Uh, but until then check us out on all social media and we'll catch you guys next time